this week we learn the true meaning of Hanukkah and also talk about a movie I made us all watch. Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. Sit back and enjoy episode 32 of our podcast. We used to talk about this at work. All right, Matt, we are back, man. It is December. The year is almost ticking away. Like we're just weeks away from 2022. And I just heard on the news that we got a whole new uh, variant of COVID. I know we talk about COVID every fucking week, I know. But the fuck, will this ever end? Nope, because we got to talk about COVID. Don't investing. We want, it's going to be a circle that it's going to groundhouse that all over with. Also exercise. Right. But no, I think people are uh, done with COVID. When I say that, I'm like, people, new variants going to come out, everything else. But people's like, nah, we've already been through this. Whatever happens, happens. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm ready to die. Yes. Um, But yeah, so we got a guest this week. And um, currently it's the um, last couple of days of Hanukkah. And we brought in a guest to tell us what that is. And, you know, really have a discussion about it. You know, try to uh, expand the horizons of the podcast and also the listeners as well, enrich their lives. So I would like to welcome on the podcast, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Hey, Rachel, who are you? Who am I? Um, I am a social worker. I work downtown St. Louis. Um, who else am I? Uh, sister, daughter, all those good things. I don't know. How, how do we know you, Rachel? How'd you get on this podcast? Chad invited me. I love stories. So I uh, guess it makes sense that I ended up on a movie podcast. Um, so how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Uh, we had a lot of people come in from out of town which was fun. It's always fun to see family. And I have a little nephew this year. So got some baby time, got some baby snuggles. And so that was good. Food's always really good. Um, yeah, so pretty, pretty good Thanksgiving. Yeah, mine was all right. It was, it wasn't, I wasn't feeling it this year like I normally do. And I can only attribute that because my brother came into town with cousins and everything. They out there having a good time playing cards and drinking and all kind of good stuff. They also was at Dave and Buster's and shit. Like they invited me out. We was kicking and stuff. I was with your nephews and stuff. High-fiving. I was was kicking it with Steve and Laura. See, and I was missing that. I was up here. And plus, like, it's not a Thanksgiving, not a holiday for them. So they coming after work. Um, like they was coming to like 15, 1600. And normally, you know, we like to eat at 11, 12. So, and plus I just wasn't, I wasn't just feeling it this year. I mean, I cooked and everything. They said it was good, but mm, it's not feeling it. I'm sorry. I cooked this year too. Uh, we kept Thanksgiving really low key. So, um, I, I made some fried chicken, did the ham, had a little lasagna, you know, just kept it nice and light, easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl, you know. You have fried chicken on Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. I found a, a recipe, and I wanted to try it out. I, I love Black people. Like, we just have whatever uh, for Thanksgiving. Like, you know, 
white people, you know, they have their turkeys and stuffings or whatever like that. You know, we have a catfish, lasagna, fried chicken, crab legs, whatever it is. Brit, like my family does brisket and stuff like that. So it's like, whatever. So it's a meal, family meal. We're going to do whatever, all our favorites. Uh, Rachel, what y'all have for Thanksgiving? Yeah, we totally had turkey, stuffing, pumpkin bread, veggies. Wait, salad. what's pumpkin bread? Wait, right, right. I'm like, hold up, pumpkin bread? Yeah, was, I thought she was going to say pumpkin pie. Bread, yeah. Like banana bread, but like pumpkin bread. You know? I've like never heard of that before. Bread. But, That's some white people stuff? I mean, probably they have it at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but my grandma makes really good pumpkin bread I'm not a big pumpkin person but it is amazing it's really sweet and um, she always does the turkey she always does the stuffing she does the stuffing like outside of the turkey and inside the turkey um, yeah everyone kind of chips in and then we always have pies at the end like apple cherry pumpkin whatever so yeah but the next night we had brisket okay yeah <laughs> um yeah it, it it is a fucking free-for-all around here i wish we had this content for josh i hope he's listening so that he knows this is how we do thanksgiving it's just it's just fucking whatever yeah uh no josh is listening <laughs> but um yeah so you mentioned earlier before we hit record, Rachel, that you got back to the theater during these COVID times we live in. Now, when I say theater, I don't mean movie theater. Yeah, we went to the Fox Theater in St. Louis, which is this beautiful theater. It actually used to be a movie theater, but now it's like touring Broadway shows and sometimes concerts come there. And um my grandma and my mom and I went and we saw Pretty Woman the musical. So that was interesting. It was the first time for all of us. I was really excited that um, Adam Pascal was playing the lead because I knew him from Rent and I was like in the same theater as him. And he actually did a really good job. Did, was he playing Richard uh, Gere? Yeah, he was playing Richard Gere's character. Um, it was kind of weird seeing him with gray hair because he had blonde hair in Brent, but that was also a really long time ago. So was Richard Gere old his entire life? Well, I've seen him in movies with brown hair, but I think he was kind of like a later star. Like he found stardom later on in life and then people really liked him so he just kept going as opposed to being discovered when he was actually like really young because Julia Roberts was really young in that movie I think she's like 18 or something I mean there's an age gap yeah I mean there were people sitting around me that were just saying the lines with the characters or like knowing what happens next because it's such a beloved movie but they did switch around some things. Some I didn't like, some were okay. And then they switched around, like not only the plot points that they switched around a little bit, but also like the lines. So I thought it was very important in the movie where they said certain lines and to see that mixed up 
on stage, I didn't like that. It was like not in the right order. It didn't make as much sense to me. Um, like, I don't think it resonated as much where they put certain lines. Um, and then, I mean, the costuming was kind of hard because they wanted to like kind of use the movie costumes, but obviously they can't do exactly the same thing. They, they didn't. They didn't want to show them in prostitute outfits. Oh no, she wore that. <laughs> she did. I mean, I, I don't think that part was the issue. Um, but yeah, and then just the I feel like if you're doing a musical, not like the movie, the movie needed Richard Gear, but when you're doing a musical, I feel like multiple guys could play that lead. But when you're trying to replace Julia Roberts the way she did Pretty Woman, it's like really hard to do. I don't think that the actress who did her like on stage had the same kind of like, I don't know, like energy and feel like it just, it wasn't, didn't feel the same. So that, I think that was the most disappointing part. I, I get that. I get that. Um, a lot of those like roles where they're like, this is going to be blankety blank, the movie, the musical. Those are some big shoes to fill. Um, so I, I get that. I will say I have seen a musical that I think did a good job. And that was Legally Blonde from Movie to Musical. So I think it's possible. I just don't think it happens very often. Also, the wedding singer from movie that's a musical? musical. Well, it is now. <laughs> the movie is not really a musical, but yeah, they turned it into a musical. Matt, did you know that they made Back to the Future a musical? That doesn't surprise me. Right. It seems like everything's turned to a musical. It's it's quick cash. Yeah. I will say Beetlejuice is excellent. I'm not talking to you, Matt. But I'm just saying to the audience and Rachel, Beetlejuice is really good. The musical is, in my opinion, is better than the movie. Um, so, Matt, you have quite a few things to <laughs> review this week, man. I'm going to just I'm just going to step back and let you take it. Well, no, not really review, more like promote. Uh, like I spoke earlier, my cousin came into town and talking to her and everything and she's a writer and i want to see if i can get her on the podcast in the future yeah i was just about to ask that like this uh, woman should be she, should come on and promote her own stuff uh nah but she might be too big time for us nah. now because she this the boost we wrote, need we're gonna she, uh, leech off her success <laughs> that's what i'm trying to do she just wrote a book with lebron james yes that lebron james of uh, space jam and new legacy fame the movie that we ripped to shreds Yes, that look. Yeah, that person. Hey, I'm being honest out here. Sure, that movie was not good. LeBron, hey, you knew that still, was shit. Right, he in there for that for that money. Um, my cousin's name is Andrea Williams. She's a writer. So she, the book I'm talking about is called "We Are Family," uh, with LeBron James. It's New York Times bestseller. Also, she wrote uh, "Baseball's Leading Lady: The Rise and Fall of the Negro Leagues." Y'all should check out those books. 
You can follow her on Twitter at Andrea Wilwright, A-N-D-R-E-A-W-I-L-L-W-R-T-E. You know, I got to promote my family when they doing big things out here. So also put that in the show notes. Right. So hopefully, uh, you know, so she's, she's a New York Times best writer. She won't uh, she won't feel like she's too big to be on my podcast. Are you close with this cousin? Yeah. It's our, it's, it's our, my only quote unquote, uh, what's the what's the word? First cousin. Yeah. First cousin. Only. Yeah. She's the only one. And uh, Black Friday was just, did you guys do any Black Friday shopping? I did not. I stayed away from it. Didn't want to fight anybody or anything. I understand. You aren't truly American then, Rachel. We supposed to be punching motherfuckers in the face yesterday. I mean, I've done it other years. I've also worked it as a retail worker. And um, unless I need something super expensive that I probably won't get for a better price any other time of the year, then I'm going to pass. Chad, what'd you get into? What'd you get? Uh, You know, I bought some stuff. I didn't go. I didn't physically go to Black Friday because honestly, for the first time in like 10 years, I had to work on Black Friday. So all my shopping was online. And also I did it like Monday, Tuesday, because, you know, it's Black Friday all week now. So um, I did some I did I did some practical stuff like I renewed my um, my virus protection, you know, practical about um, the 2021 version of my tax software practical. I bought uh, some $60 Legos practical. It's all practical, guys. I understand. I yeah. understand. So this set that I got, it'll be here uh, later next week. Um, it's um, it's some it's some flowers, and I was like, you know what? I, I want to have like some decor in my um in my Lego area. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. once you get it, I need you to to post it on the podcast IG so that people can see what you're talking about. Oh, I would definitely do that. Um, so but- Le- Le- Lego could send us some free shit. Oh, man. Actually, I was looking at a YouTube video the other day about how to be a Lego ambassador. And that shit is easy. We just actually need to really be more engaged on social media. and We can get that shit. Go well, for you're it. a Lego person. Yeah, do it. But, Rachel, uh, you're, a Le- you're a Lego person? Uh, when I'm playing with kids, I am. Uh, am I a kid, Rachel? Rachel? Wait, hold at on. heart. Rachel. At heart, you're Rachel. a kid. Rachel, we trying to get uh, free shit from Lego. So I'm going to ask you again and you say the proper answer. So Rachel, are, are, are you a Lego person? Yes, absolutely. I love Legos. Uh, me too. I love Legos. I can't wait to get some. I like all the different ones from Star <laughs> Wars, Harry Potter. I love them all. You know, the Lego company is an amazing company and I just... I'm just so proud to own so many of their products because it fulfills me in life. No, I understand. It's kind of like, you know, it, I'm getting choked up just saying this right now, but it's just like, I just remember playing with Legos as a kid and how much joy it, it brought to me. And I think like even brought me and my family together because we used to sit around and put, put Legos together. And now I can pass that on to my son. So when he's around, we're playing Legos like father son time. And it's just like, 
honestly, I think Legos is what kept my family together during these hard times that I had experienced as a young black kid growing up in the hood. So I think if it wasn't for Legos, then I don't even know where I'll be. I might be dead or in jail if it wasn't for Legos. You know, I feel the exact same way, Matthew. Um, this is this is Chadwick, by the way. Um, it's just it's just hard out here, and the Lego Corporation has been good to all, good to us all. Okay, mm-hmm. they've been good to us all. Right, and not only that, they're so innovative that like they they branched out to the video games. So now with this new generation dealing with technology and everything, now we can move up from the physical form to the digital form. It's just like. The Lego people are just geniuses. They are. They are. Thank you, Lego. You Lego at our Legos. Thank you. Yes. I do feel like they're a very classical toy and like timeless. They are until you get into the newer sets where they like give us a thousand dollars for a fucking replica of the Titanic. And you're like, I will, but did you need to do this? That's true. But I, I mean, like that's a kids. real set. It's like 10,000 pieces. Like kids have enjoyed them the same way, like for our generation and generations before and generations coming up, I feel like they resonate with all generations. I agree with that. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's mostly what I did. Like, but then I, I bought like I'm almost done with my Christmas shopping. Um, I just gotta buy like three gift cards and I'm done. Cause like I just did so much Black Friday shopping this week. Right. But speaking about different technologies. Yeah, we got way Friday. down the rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Right. No, no, no. That's perfect. That's all content. So the wife went out Black Friday and got me an early birthday slash Christmas present, the Oculus 2. But yeah, so the Oculus 2, the VR, um, how familiar are you guys with that? Not familiar at all. So I am, I know that Oculus is owned by the Meta Corporation, which is Facebook. Oh. Yes. So Matt is giving up his his sensitive data to Mark Zuckerberg every time he logs into that Oculus. Better watch out there. It's okay. I ain't got shit. He can take whatever he needs. Uh, But yeah, you do need Facebook uh, to uh, use it. Um, so the first thing I tried is the beat sabers, you know, this little thing beat, you know, stuff like that. It was great. So then they had a different That's a game, game. Like what is beat? Saber? No, it's like you have lightsabers and you have like a, a red or blue square coming at you. It's kind of like, you know, any of those musical things like guitar hero, where you have the music playing and you just type, type on a button, but instead of press a button, you swipe at the squares and they're like different heights and stuff like that. So you just, you have, has a lightsaber and like this side is red, this side is blue. You got to hit it whenever it shows up, stuff like that. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it was. Then I ventured out to some kind of shooting game and you can climb on walls. And next thing you know, like as I'm climbing on the wall, I started to feel sick. Like my stomach started to hurt and I'm like, what? So then I kept playing and then like my stomach started hurting anymore. So I stopped. I'm like, I told my son, he'd come play. So he was playing that game, climbing on shit, shooting shit. Next thing you know, he was like, my head hurts. I'm done playing. So then I just Googled Oculus 2 sick. <laughs> and it turns out it's motion sickness. So doing more research is basically when 
your brain thinks you're moving, but your body is standing still. So that's how you get the motion sickness. So they say that's common around VR stuff. So I, um, can't you take like, yeah, they got like pills for motion sickness, right? Right, right. Because which is weird is I lived on a ship for six years. And I used to love when the ship was moving and rocking, people throwing up and you're walking on the side of the wall because the ship was moving. But I guess now, you know, it's been years since I've been on the ship. But I guess now I'm, I'm going to try it again once we get done with this podcast to see if I do something else where I still feel the same. But besides the motion sickness, so far it's been good. And I'm going to finish this off with a Netflix recommendation, Cowboy Bebop. I finished the season. I enjoyed it. Action, comedy. Um, I watched a couple episodes of the original anime. And I could see, um, I didn't finish watching it because I was like, once I finished watching the live action, I was like, all right, I'm done. I understand what's going on. But it was good. I enjoyed it. Have you guys seen it yet? Any episodes? Um, No, I have not seen it. And I'm not sure if it's my usual thing, but I'll watch anything. So if I get bored, I might. What is your usual thing? Um, I'm just not a big... I mean, I usually, I watch all kinds of stuff, but it's usually like mixture of comedy and drama. Yeah, I don't usually watch anime. Um, I mean, I think I would like it if I did, but it's not the first thing on my list of things to watch. So probably watch other things first. No offense. Nah, it, the fence was taken. Chad, these are the type of people you bring oh, on no. the podcast, man. We, we, we should look, we should have we should have discussed this offline, and now look, it's, I, it's I didn't a, properly bet her. Okay, I'm not, sorry. I, apparently, apparently, not. Apparently, not. You didn't. All right, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna have to move past this. I'm like three or four episodes in. Um, the last thing I remember seeing was um, that woman. She joined the crew officially. Mm-hmm. So whatever episode mm-hmm. that was. I like the show, but it's not hitting me hard enough to make me finish the season, if that makes sense. Okay. So I, 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 I will I will finish it. And I will watch the anime, but I don't know if I can commit to what I said a couple of episodes ago, because like I don't like it that much. Cause if I did, I would have finished it by now. No, I understand. Um, yeah, so I also saw Bruised on Netflix. It is directed and starring Holly Berry. It's the one where she's an MMA fighter. It's shit. Don't watch it. Um, I don't like a lot of these Netflix original movies where they'll get like a big star or at least a recognizable face. And it seems like they spent the entire budget to get that one person. And then everybody else in the movie you've never seen before, even if you do nothing but watch movies. Like, I hate that shit. I want to I see actors I recognize. Um, the acting was fine, but the movie's not good. But was it, uh, I'm still going to watch it. So was like the plot was just that bad? The plot was fine. It's basically she was an MMA fighter. She retired for whatever reasons. And circumstances push her to get back in the ring. And so she's got to retrain, but she's also got stuff going on at home with the abusive boyfriend and shit like that. Oh. So it's a, it's not, the story isn't doing anything spectacular. 
I just want to lightly touch on that uh, Rachel and I saw uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And um, what were your thoughts, Rachel? I liked it better than the original. Um, Sorry, fans of the original. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of you out there. I liked this better. Um, I mean, it definitely still had some issues for me which I don't know how much I want to talk about it because I pretty much agree with Chad on everything that he's going to say since we kind of talked about it after the movie. But it was fun. It was fun. It was good. I mean, I think you could watch it and have fun with it having watched like the original or any of the other movies. And I feel like you could have fun watching it even without any of that background. So I liked that part of it. It can like invite in a whole new generation of ghostbuster fans is it is this a sequel or is it like a new a re a new one or like or does like when is this supposed to take place it is um a requel or i just learned this this term a legacy sequel so a legacy sequel would be like star wars the force awakens where like real time has passed between the first movie and this sequel Mm -hmm. and it references the shit out of the the movie that it is proceeding so it doesn't count all like ghostbusters two and three or whatever how many stuff followed no it does it it does okay it does uh i mean it just doesn't acknowledge lady ghostbusters Mm mm-hmm but that was in its own universe. If you've seen the movie, um, I will say this: like, I like the movie. It was fun. Um, I'm not gonna get into my issues with it because, like I said, I I think we're probably gonna do something with it next year. But it is a legacy sequel through and through, and that it uses its predecessors as a crutch after a certain point in the movie so it's like uh coming to america too oh god it's not that bad <laughs> but yes oh. <laughs> yeah that's another legacy sequel yeah yeah um yeah and also i just want to quickly touch on i saw how saguchi the other day it is not good lady gaga will win an oscar for it but it is not good is she just a full-blown actress now does she still sing or make albums that's a good question Okay, so I just want to say that she went to acting school before she was a singer. I'm pretty sure she actually, I'm, okay, I'm not pretty sure. I'm, I think that she started singing while she was going to acting school to like help with bills and stuff. But she is like, she studied acting. So this whole her coming out of the blue being a good actress like I don't believe it because she she like got into an acting school and graduated from it as far as I know so I mean I hope she still has a singing career but well Rachel if if I am a football player right Mm -hmm. and you know me as a football player I've won the Super Bowl and I'm a famous football player and then it turns out that like in high school I was an architect and all of a sudden you're like, oh, he does architecture now. And you're like, no, he's done architecture since he was at school. Sure. The public didn't know that. The public knew her as a singer. So now she switched over or she started doing acting. So you're like, oh, she acts now too. 
but it overlaps so much because you do act when you put on a show and she sang in the first movie that she was in and she's already been doing that tv show right tv show i'm not what tv show? um wasn't she an american horror story or something no i don't keep up with that yeah, oh well she was in some kind of tv show before she was ever in a movie and she sang in the movie and i mean just i feel like all entertainment overlaps and so i don't think it's that I don't think it's that big of a leap for her, especially considering she went to acting school. I guess that's my point. She released an album last year. Okay. No, but are you, are, you, are, you, are you a Lady Gaga fan? I mean, it sounds like she's a motherfucking stan. Right, that's what I was about to say. She, she defended her hardcore. I was like, what do you, what? Is Lady Gaga <laughs> your cousin? Like, God right. damn. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't followed her music in a while. Like, I, I mean, like, I'm a semi-fan. Like, I like some of her stuff. I don't know all of it by any means, and I don't really follow her. I just, when she was going around talking about A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper, she was saying how, like, he took a chance on her and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I, I saw in her background that she went to acting school and I'm like, what are you talking about? I at no point am discounting Lady Gaga as an excellent actress. I said she will win an Oscar for this movie, but this movie is not good. And I was yeah. saying that the general population doesn't know that she went to active school or graduated active school. We know her as a singer. So now she's doing more and more movies. So it's like, oh, she does this too. That's but what I'm saying. how many people do both? Justin Timberlake did both. No, nah, fuck Justin Timberlake. We're not, we, no, we're not using him as an example on this fucking podcast unless we're using him as an example of a human piece of shit. Okay, what about nah, Beyonce? Well, wait, wait, no. Nah, why why, why you, don't you, you like Justin you, Timberlake? You, you don't support Janet Jackson? Fuck Janet Jackson. You forgot what that motherfucker did. Oh. Uh, I, I thought she was, I thought it was going to be about Britney Spears stuff, but okay. I mean, that too, but Janet is the first thing that I think of um yeah it's just the movie is really long like if you've seen the trailer the trailer paints it out as a movie where it's like oh shit lady gaga's gonna convince adam driver to kill his family so he can take over the gucci company and it's not really that like murder does happen in the movie but genuinely i'm not fucking exaggerating the murder happens five minutes before the movie ends and then they jump from this person is murdered like this person's murdered and the next scene is like two years later at court like it doesn't even show how how fucking lady gaga got caught up like that whole part the whole interesting part of the movie was an afterthought to the movie so gotcha. yeah it just meanders too long on some shit that it's kind of interesting, but it, it's not really relevant. And also, the movie takes place over like 17 years, but you don't even know the time has passed. Like, you're watching, like, it, the, the movie starts in 1978. They'll tell you that. And then they go to a meeting, and they're like, oh, yeah, this person did blah, blah, blah in 1984. And you're like, wait, wait, it's, it's not still 1978? Like, what the fuck? And then, like, when we get to near the end of the movie 
and they're like, and this happened in 1995. And you're like, nothing has told me it's 1995. I thought we were still in the 80s. You couldn't tell about the clothes or the music or anything? No. And this is a movie (laughs) about fashion. There's barely any fashion in it. It had a lot of issues. I just looked it up. So when she, when Lady Gaga was 15, she appeared in Sopranos. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, she was also in Sin City, a Dane to Kill for. Her. Nobody I don't remember saw that. that shit. Nobody saw Sin City too. But yeah, she was in uh, American Horror Story. She won a Golden Glow for it. And then yeah, I just typed in who sings and acts. Of course, they gave you the regular name. Well, no, that was just first one. Um, Harry Styles. No, oh, yeah, he's about to get that Marvel money too. Idris Elba. Hey, they say he a DJ. He don't yeah, really. Yeah, I, I don't DJ. count that shit. Also, who who said Beyonce? Did you say Beyonce met or did Rachel say Beyonce? I said Beyonce. Beyonce is a terrible example. Beyonce can't fucking act. I thought she was getting Dream Girls. She was shit in Lion King. I didn't say anything about Lion King. Um, this blasphemy that uh Chad is saying to Beyonce is not endorsed by Matthew. So send the beehive, go attack Chad, not me. I'm sorry. Did you not see live live action Lion King? No, I didn't. Oh, don't fucking don't. Well, no, I know, I know. Once the reviews came out and they were talking about how I was like, you can't put when they were like the lines look great, but you the lines can't have the like, emotion face or whatever like that. And I was like, all right, there's no need for me to watch it. Like genuinely, nobody, nobody actually came to the studio ready to actually pay respects to what came before like donald glover it sounded like he was high during that production um james earl jones is like 90 so like you're not gonna get that same performance like his voice he he sounded old beyonce Mm -hmm. i don't so is she a bad actress because she was bad in lion king or is she a good actress because she was good in dream girls well, I had never seen Dream Girls, the movie. I've seen it on I've seen it on stage. But she was oh also in Austin gosh. Powers. That the third one, Matt. She's been in something else too. Or Cadillac Records. I didn't see that. That's yeah, good. that's that's, that's that. the one. That's the yeah, one that I've I seen that one. And then also she was in a in the movie Obsessed. Oh, I forgot about what well, Idris, right? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that shit. What about Rihanna? What's she acting in? Ocean's Ocean. 8. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, forgot. I, mean, I forgot that movie. Existed. And she she was in some other, like, she was in a movie with, I don't know, there was a war. She was in Battleship. She was oh, in yeah. The Navy. <laughs> Who saw that? I did. Because you in the Navy. They probably screened <laughs> that shit for free. Maybe. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. Frank's and not. Oh, fun fact about Barbara Streisand. She wanted to be an actress, but people were more like pulled in by her singing. So she used singing to get to acting. I thought you were going to loop this whole around this around to the theme of the episode that she's Jewish. She is. Oh, I didn't realize I was going to kill the conversation. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you supposed to say after that? 
That is true. Moving on. <laughs> so um, at the time of this recording, two episodes of um, Marvel's Hawkeye have aired. And uh, Matt and I have seen the two episodes and Rachel's seen the one. And uh, I want to first off talk about the um, opening, not the opening, but the um, the musical number at the beginning of episode one uh, for Rogers, the musical. Um, so what were your thoughts on this, Rachel? Because I have a few, not a few, like two. So are you asking me how I thought the musical did as a musical or like how it did with the story in the TV show? Just specifically as a musical. Okay. So yeah, I have some comments. Um, I thought like the routine- Wait, 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 before you go, stop, hold on. Now, I, I think I should go first because I don't watch musicals. I hate musicals. So let me go first. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I liked it. Excuse me, sir? Excuse me, sir? It. I liked it. I ain't gonna lie. I liked it. Is that how musicals are? Really? Because I've never been to a musical. Is it like that where Wait, they're like- are you saying at- that you don't like musicals without ever having been to a musical? Correct. like movie musicals. Yeah. Okay, but live musicals are completely different and- Wow, okay. Yeah, see? Chad, you didn't vet her against me. Now look at she's mad at me now. <laughs> now we're even. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at you. I'm just I'm just saying like it's a completely different thing. I don't think you can say it without experiencing it. Well, Chad used to have um, tickets to the Fox um, and he was selling them for outrageous prices. So I can never get them for the low like I wanted to. So <laughs> I'll put the blame on Chad. You know oh, no, what? I, the Muni I, is has a hundred or a thousand seats in the back that are free. So if you lived in no, St. Louis in the back? during the summer, Rachel, what do you think I am gonna sit in the back? You can hear everything still, and you can see. I don't want to hear it. I want if they're if they you just singing, see. I don't want to see that. But if it's like the Captain America one, and they're dancing and they got people flying up and down, I want to see that. That that happens at the Muni. Let's go back. Oh yeah, I liked it, and I liked how was the slogan. I can do this all day. Yes, I that was great. Now go ahead. Yeah, you can say your things about how it's not up to the quality of the Muni and Fox's uh stuff, whatever musical stuff is. So you guys can do that. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Also, I think it's because I have um not history. I have the knowledge of the whole um background of the avengers so like what they were singing about i knew what was going on so i enjoyed it okay well first of all i want to say i don't think you can rightfully say that you hate musicals when you haven't seen one live you just haven't seen the right musical and you just haven't seen the right musical live so that's, that's like saying that's so if i say off. if i'm watching soccer and i'm like i've been watching soccer and i'm like i hate soccer but you're like oh you can't hate soccer because you haven't seen it live Ooh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's a, no, it is a completely different experience seeing it on TV versus live. I think the energy is completely different. And I think that's the same for sports games. When you're watching a sport on TV, it doesn't have the same feel as when you're sitting in a crowd in a stadium. Same with musicals. The music is, yeah, coming from a box. The musical has to fit into the camera lens. 
you know, it's not on a big stage. It doesn't have all these big speakers. They can't do all this crazy stuff. They can't, you don't feel it in the audience the same way, like watching a TV that you do when you're live. Just like there's a completely different feeling when you go to a concert versus when you listen to the album in your house. It's everything is, it just has a different feel when you're like home watching on a screen versus like going out and actually being there in person. You can edit this part out, but I do like the engagement, the back and forth. Usually people are shy on the podcast. I appreciate that. But no, I'm not not even going to lie. Like I was very surprised that she's going to come this hard because like all leading up to this, she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really talk a lot. But she's like, now you listen here, motherfucker. Musicals are life. Well, I'm very passionate Lady Gaga at first, and she was like, "No, I'm tired of this shit." And then this motherfucker say he never been to a musical, (laughs) but hated. Fuck that. (laughs) But no, uh, wrap this back up. I agree with you as far as the live action because I have seen hockey um, on TV, but actually being there, it's so much better because they don't do as justice of how big they are and also how fast they're going. So it was so much better watching it live than it was than watching hockey on TV. So I feel about sports. It's like, I I think I've said this before on the podcast. It's like, if you're like, hey, let's watch sports on TV. I'm like, I'm good. But if you invite me to a game, I'm like, fuck yes. Um, So what were your thoughts on the musical, Rachel? Yeah, so um, I thought some of the moves were cool. Um, I thought they could have done a better job with the music because, I mean, there's pop musicals, there's rock musicals, there's hip hop musicals. Like there's so, there's so many different types of musicals. You don't have to go Broadway with it. And I feel like if you're doing a superhero musical, like make it as big as a superhero, like make the music match the like. I don't know, intensity of, or like immensity of the superhero. And especially since they were saving the world, like, like build up, like, give me, give me some more than just like normal Broadway. I don't know. Like, uh, elaborate more on that. What are you, what do you mean? Give you more? Well, I feel like they sang a nice song that was, you know, just like, it could be in any other Broadway show. So if you if you make a song about superheroes saving the world, can you do a little more than just a normal Broadway song? Because like this is a super intense, like high action story, like just make make it something different than just regular musical. Okay, So I think what she's getting at is specifically for that part of the musical, you would think that that would be the showstopper like the song that would get nominated for awards because like this is the part where we're saving the world and this is like like this is where people stand up and clap like as the song is still going because this shit should be epic i hear what you're saying rachel but i thought about this and i've listened to that song a few times and i don't i think that song comes very early on in the musical because this they're introducing characters you know, when they're like, Thor is this, and we've got Ant-Man and all this shit. 
and you wouldn't do that during the showstopper i feel like that song i feel like the musical probably starts with that song but then later on they were talking about hawkeye saving the day is that all an introduction song yes like all that was one song but can they still make it slightly different than just a normal Broadway song? Like, this is not a normal Broadway story. Like, differentiate. Well, also, you got to think about the universe that this is in. So, like, I'm sure there have been other superhero musicals. But so here's my thing with it. I like the song, but to just to slightly reference part of episode two. In episode two, Hawkeye... Uh, goes to the park and engages with some LARPers, live action role players. And with that, and also this musical, I got the feeling that they are making fun of these things, but they aren't pushing it hard enough to be like, ha ha ha, this is stupid. But they are like, ha ha ha, this is silly. And so I think that's what they were doing with the musical. Like they're making fun of it, but they aren't pushing it that hard. So I feel like that's kind of why the song was good in my opinion, but it wasn't, it didn't go as hard as it could have gone. And a lot of the elements of it were kind of silly. Just like, if you just like, if you just read how um, Hawkeye is um, reacting to the scene, like, yeah, he's got some low key PTSD, but he's also like annoyed by it as well. Well, I mean, I think part of the thing is that he's watching like anytime you watch a story about your life after it's happened like there's gonna be some kind of weird disconnected feeling and I feel like the way they staged it made it even more disconnected because it was such a like happy upbeat like Broadway thing as opposed to being a serious life-threatening like they could have presented it in a scarier way like there are musicals like darker musicals that you know you aren't going to spend 300 dollars a ticket to rogers the musical to see some some shit that's going to depress you just like with hamilton like that's that's the fucking ticket on broadway and you're not paying to be reminded like oh yeah all these people own slaves and they're like actual terrible people it's upbeat and fun it's got slick lyrics and shit and it's the same thing with this like it's commentary like it's fucking um satire is that right satire yeah yeah i kind of see what you're saying so there wouldn't be like a musical about like Pearl Harbor or 9-11 or something like that there would be but it's how you frame it like yeah Steve Rogers has done some shit and he's seen some shit but for marketability if you want this to actually get the awards and make a fuck ton of money it's going to be a lot lighter than the reality so then why was he there in the first place I'm assuming that he got some free tickets like you know a paid mm. a paid trip to the city like that that okay. nice ass hotel room they had that that makes more sense to me because i was like why is he watching this and why is it not i mean i think they probably wanted to show the contrast between like his his reality and then this completely like one 
track reality that people are portraying in the musical that it's like all a happy thing that's how i took it to where like you know you have like you know this country like hypes up the veterans and do and like this and flags and everything else like that but when you actually talk to somebody who's seen some things they don't like that stuff being propped up like that to like not not glorify i don't know if that's the right word but um make light of it like make it like a happy thing where in reality it wasn't like that so that's how i took it to where like they're all laugh or not laugh you know seeing and happy and everything and he's just like no that's not how it was at all yeah i mean i think it's well i think it's a bigger problem like relates to a bigger problem but i think a lot of times like i know definitely the u.s um kind of is teaches patriotism to the point of erasing their mistakes whereas you could teach patriotism while acknowledging the hard bits and we don't do that and that that's kind of how the musical was too it's like right like you can't be patriotic if you have any of the tough stuff in there it has to be all good or it's not patriotic uh how do we feel about hawkeye as a character i would never put hawkeye in the first place but you know sometimes you got to have the lesser known um guys in there and you know he was in the the comic books and stuff but i figure everybody needs a time to shine how <laughs> um Falcon got his. Now this is Hawkeye's turn. So everybody needs a time to shine. I'm on the fence. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm invested in him yet, but I've only seen the first episode. I'm, I'm way invested in the girl, Kate Bishop. Yeah, Bishop. Yeah. Okay. That's well, I'm really invested in Kate and her story. And I want to see what's going on with her side of stuff. Like, seems like her mom's into something weird or something so I'm like really invested in her already but I'm not I don't know Hawkeye has a family I think that's cool he's obviously dealing with some stuff um maybe if I saw the movies I would be more invested in him but I'm not nobody gives a shit about Hawkeye okay well I'm just I'm not invested in him yet that doesn't mean I won't be eventually but I'm just I would be watching for her. I would not be watching for him. No, I'm with you on that. Like, I never really liked Hawkeye. I'm like, you're here. That's cool. But just don't get in the way. Um, so the last thing is, so this is another cog in the wheel of the next phase of Marvel where Kate Bishop is part of the new Avengers. And that's kind of what we are going to end up with whenever we end phase four. and. I'm just, I've, I'm tired. I'm so fucking tired of Marvel being like, all right, we're going to set some shit up, but it's not going to pay out for like three, four years. I'm, I'm tired of this. Do you think we will ever get past the superhero phase? Yeah. I mean, everything comes like, in like, waves. Like, well, like you said, so like we have all of this stuff set up. Do you, do you think we'll ever come to a time where people are like, nah that's okay but because i think like because sister coming out with so many different things i don't know if we're going to it's going to have the full 
like capacity of like what the Avengers and everything did. Cause like when they have different ones coming out, uh, like She-Hulk or any of the other stuff, you still might have some people who want to watch it and be engaged. Other people who won't. I don't think we're at the point yet where people are like, I'm tired of this because, you know, Spider-Man comes out in a few weeks and I feel like that might be like the biggest movie of the fucking year. Like genuinely. I kind of am at that point. Like, it's not that I don't want to see everything that they come out with. It's just that, and I'm a pretty patient person. And if the story is good and the movies are good, I want to follow along. But I somehow got off track. Like I somehow didn't see one movie and then all of these movies are connecting. So I don't even know where to go to start following it again. And then if we're adding new people onto that, we're on, adding on extra TV shows layers. on TV shows. Right. Like it's too much to keep track of. I like superhero movies. I like action movies. I really want to see Spider-Man, but I don't know if I'm going to be following any of it because like I totally got lost after. I don't even know what was the last Avengers movie I saw. And so I'm just like, I, I want to follow it, but I just I got lost somewhere. So do I have to start over? Do I have to catch up? And then hope that I can like, like, I just don't, I don't have time for, I, I don't have time for all of that. Like, I want to see other stuff too. It's just getting really complicated and I'm interested, but I don't know if I'm invested enough to like fix where I'm at in the whole world before moving forward with these other movies. Like, I might just go see Spider-Man and be confused and still just enjoy the parts that I can enjoy. I don't know. It's just been a lot. Right. right. Because if you come to something, if somebody brand new came in and for this new Spider-Man, did you see the old Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? I saw all the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield ones. And I think I've only seen maybe the first Tom Holland one. You didn't see the Jacob Jalen Holt one? Far from home. Nope. Okay. Yeah, you definitely need to see the Jake Chilling Hole one. So. Yeah, see, but that's my point. Like, I I can't keep up. There's too much to see. There's too many things to watch. If you don't follow along with it, you're just you're just lost. And then also you're gonna need to watch the Daredevil the uh Daredevil show on Netflix to get some stuff right. too. That's what I'll say. You're gonna need to watch the Daredevil show. Also, you're gonna need to watch Doctor Strange because you're not gonna know what, what he's doing. So yeah, it's like that's why they I say watched the Marvel first Universe. Doctor Strange. Huh? Is there more than one Doctor Strange? Because I saw Doctor Strange. Uh, not yet. Well, but you are gonna well, need to see Shang-Chi to know what Wong is doing. Why he right. gone. See, how am I going to catch up at this point? <laughs> it's going to take it's me all, all year to catch up. See, that's why I think it's too much. Uh, we watched the Rugrats Hanukkah special. It was cute. Yeah. Um, you got any questions about Hanukkah before we get to this piece of shit movie? Okay. First of all, that episode is awesome. Not just cute. But yeah, go ahead with questions. All right. We'll, we'll get into it when we hit a crazy nice well, I feel like there's more to talk about with the Rugrats episode because they actually tell the story of Hanukkah and they actually talk about the traditions of actual Hanukkah. The Rugrats special was good. I feel like that was like the go-to thing. Like that's that's how I learned about Hanukkah 
like when I was a young kid. Um, but honestly, I didn't remember the episode being like that. Like I remember it being more flashbacky, like more similar to the Passover episode where like, I feel like all of that took place like in the past where this Hanukkah episode takes place in the present. And I did not remember that at all. So some of the Passover episode does take place in the present, but I do feel like more of it takes place in the past than the Hanukkah episode. So I kind of agree and disagree. As a kid growing up, pretty much the only Jewish content I ever saw on TV, um, like in the form of a kid show anyway, um, they probably had stuff on TV that I was not allowed to watch that had Jewish content, but this was like the only like kid show that had Hanukkah, like Jewish content in it. And they were actually pretty accurate with the depictions of Hanukkah. I mean, they could have made the latkes look a little bit better because they actually are super delicious. Um, How come you didn't bring any any in the studio for Matt and myself? Well, it's a little far for Matt and I didn't want to be unfair and bring some for you and not for Matt, so that that's a bullshit excuse but okay no really I was like maybe I can send them some gelt the chocolate coins but I was like it might be melted by the time it gets to him so I just didn't bring it also I don't like chocolate (gasps) there you go but I like the fact that it showed them like hiding the Torahs and then pulling the dreidels out that was true history that happened they used dreidels as a cover because it was just a game for when they were reading the Torah, which for those of you who don't know, um, the, the Jewish, there are like a couple different Jewish texts. Um, the Torah is the five books of Moses or Christians would say the Old Testament. So that's what we're talking about when, I, when we say the Torah. Um, it's, it's written in Hebrew. It's in the form of these giant scrolls. So that's what you'll see like in the, in the episode. Um, the foods are accurate. They do make lakas, which are fried in oil. And they do make sufganiot, which is this kind of donut fried in oil because it's celebrating like the miracle of the oil. So we're eating foods that have oil in them or use oil. It's all a theme. It's all a symbol. Um, which is pretty, like, pretty um, true for all of our holidays. There, it's all symbolism and connected, and um, yeah. And uh, there were a lot of Jews who came over from Russia, so it tracks that those two grandparents and even the grandpa's rival was like Russian there was a time where a bunch of Russian Jews came over to the U.S. because they were being persecuted. Um, Angelica was correct at the pronunciation of Hanukkah. So Hanukkah is like the, the English way of saying Hanukkah. Like if you read it in Hebrew and if you're going to say it in Hebrew, it's Hanukkah. You got the H sound, which um, I think I told you guys, like we spent a day in Hebrew school learning that sound so I don't know if you want to try a little lesson really quickly how long did you have to be in Hebrew school right so Hebrew school is basically for the purpose of getting your bar bat mitzvah you learn 
the alphabet, you learn how to read the words, you focus on the prayers and stuff, that all, and then sometimes you learn modern Hebrew and stuff too, but there's two different types. There's like biblical Hebrew, which is what you would see in the Torah, the Haftarah, other texts, and then there's modern Hebrew, which is what they speak in Israel, and so we most, mostly focused on biblical Hebrew, and we went to that for three years, and then you have a year of like tutoring um, to learn your Torah portion, Haftarah portion, learn how to lead the service, uh, write one or two different speeches to explain the Torah and the Haftarah portion. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work. I um I would kind of get years. so like was this like an actual school or you did this like after school like this was, was I went to my temple they had a Hebrew school and so like, like they had like Hebrew school. school yeah we also had Sunday school too but um yeah it's basically like Sunday school we went or twice bi- a or week Bible Bible study I guess I mean we had both we had Sunday school which is you learn the stories you learn the traditions and then separately we had Hebrew school when I was a teacher assistant at my temple though they were they started mixing the two so you learned it was originally when I was going you learned Hebrew and Hebrew school and you learn the stories and the traditions and do all the community service and all that in Sunday school and you get confirmed and Hebrew school was for your bar bat mitzvah now they they were kind of mixing them together assuming that everybody goes to everything but Hebrew school was three years, third, fourth, and fifth grade for two days a week after school. And then we had a year of tutoring, learning those like other parts that we were actually going to read and chant and all of that at our actual service of the Bar Bat Mitzvah, which I grew up um, in a reform congregation. They do it a little bit differently in other branches of Judaism. But the whole point is that you're becoming an adult in the Jewish tradition and you you from that point on can read the Torah like directly. When you're a kid, you can't go up and read the Torah. But when you're becoming an adult, that's the first time you read the Torah and then you can be asked to come up and read the Torah again. Kind of like how um, in the Catholic faith, like you can't, take the bread and wine until a certain time period, if I'm getting that right. Neither one of us is Catholic. We don't know. All right, then. You went to Hebrew school for three years or four years? So I went to Hebrew school for three years, and then I went to a tutor for one year. And is that normal to have a tutor? Yeah, because someone is helping you learn your Torah portion and Haftarah portion, and then in my and my brother's case, we also started when a new rabbi came in and decided to change up the service. So we had to learn a whole new service as well. So when we went up on Saturday morning to do our service, lead our service, we led every single prayer. And we each, since we kind of combined ours, we each did a Torah portion, we each did a Haftarah portion, we each did a speech explaining the Torah portion and a speech explaining about the Haftarah portion. And then, you know, everyone knows about celebrating with a party after. But 
I'd always be a little bit insulted or frustrated when the kids at school would be like, oh, you're so lucky you get a big giant party um, for your bar bat mitzvah. It's like, yeah, after four years of learning a new language and leading a service in front of a congregation full of people, um, we maybe deserve a little treat for ourselves. I don't know. And it's, it's a rite of passage. This week, we discuss Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. You, Adam Sandler, like you've never seen him before. Please excuse me while I go take a shower. It's naughty. <laughs> Smell you later, poopsicle. It's nice. They were giving out lobster bibs in the bathroom. That's a germ protective for your tushy. It's animated. Davy Stone, an alcoholic with a criminal record, is sentenced to community service under the supervision of an elderly referee. Davy is then faced with trying to reform and abandon his bad habits. So, Rachel, what did you think of Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights? First of all, for this to be a Hanukkah episode, this movie had absolutely nothing to do with Hanukkah other than the fact that it takes place during Hanukkah. It doesn't talk about any of the Hanukkah traditions. It doesn't talk about the story of Hanukkah. The only remotely close to Hanukkah thing that happens is that there's supposedly a miracle at the end. Okay, so in my defense, Rachel, I was really scrapping for some Hanukkah content, and there's not any quality out there, and I couldn't, re- and I forgot that this movie's bad. It was, it was bad. Chad was like, yeah, this week we're going to do a Hanukkah episode, and I'm like, why the fuck are we doing a Hanukkah episode? He was like, it's that time, and I have somebody that's going to teach us about Hanukkah, and I was like, all right, I don't know shit about Hanukkah. This could work. Watch this movie. Sure. I watched this movie. A, they're singing in it. You know how I feel about people singing in movies. And also, I'm watching this. My first thing was, they didn't explain shit. I still don't know about Hanukkah. So I'm like, why do they, why do we watch this? They didn't explain anything. We should have just did our review of the Rugrats episode. (laughs) I mean, we really should have. We really should have. 100% 100% agree since the Rugrats episode actually talked about the meaning of Hanukkah and the story of Hanukkah and the traditions of Hanukkah and not to mention that it was actually a good episode whereas this movie was not good. Han- uh, Rugrats is better than Eight Crazy Nights. Yes, Eight Crazy Nights was eight crazy pieces of shit. Also, I have to get on my soapbox for a minute. Again, another soapbox. Um, They made some diabetes jokes in this. Two, to be exact, about that overweight kid. And as a type one diabetic, who knows that that's not how it works, even with type two diabetics, I did not appreciate it. Spreading misinformation. I just want to say it doesn't work like that. We're also coming off of Diabetes Awareness Month. That was November. So I feel especially compelled to speak out, even though I would anyway, because diabetes comes from a whole range of different factors. And 
being overweight does not cause diabetes. If that were true, then everyone who is overweight would have diabetes, and that is not true. Fair enough. Um, yeah, this movie was bad. Uh, I felt like it was just unnecessarily cruel and crude. And I don't know who would give Adam Sandler millions of dollars to make this PG-13 animated quote-unquote family movie. As I was watching, I was like, this is not a family movie. But who is this for? When did this movie come out? 2002. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes what, more sense now. What you mean? No, because I'm like, like you said, like the crudeness and everything, because, you know, watching it through 2021 glasses, I was like, when the old dude was having a seizure, I was like, how is this funny? Right. And then, like, they've made a trans joke, like somebody was married to a trans woman. Was it the mayor, maybe? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the mayor. So I was just like, I, I thought about, like, I knew this movie was old. So I'm like, these jokes are not, maybe in 2002, these jokes was landing. But I'm watching it now, and I'm like, this ain't it. Because it just seems like he was a dick for no reason. Like, I understand right. your parents died, but I'm like, why are you a dick, though? Like, you can keep that anger inside or whatever, or sadness or whatever you want to do. But I'm like, why are you a dick to everybody? These people mm -hmm. didn't do nothing wrong to you. So it was like, for him to be like, and also like, okay, so he and that girl were together as they were kids. His parents died. He became an asshole to everybody. Fast forward all of this stuff. Okay, so now he was nice to her son, taught on basketball. Next thing you know, Fast forward again to the end to where he's like, he helps Whitey out. Next thing you know, they together. What the fuck? I was like, they haven't even been on a date. It wasn't like that magical Disney thing where like, you know, they go on a date again and everything's all sweet. They didn't even do that. So I'm right. like, all of a sudden now they together. Cutting corners left and right. So I kind of have a theory on this. I think it was a bit of a ripoff of the Grinch. Because there are some parallels and similarities. Like the fact that he hates everyone and is rude to everyone. And it's from something that happened back in his childhood. And then he ends up with his like childhood sweetheart at the end anyway. And they had, I think they had something about his heart in there. Yeah, because in the original, they don't explain. That's not that. It wasn't no, like there was no backstory behind him. But in a newer one, like they were like mean to him or something. I don't remember. I vaguely remember. Yeah. But nah, you don't need to defend this. It was a uh, shit. Was not good. Yeah. It's uh yeah. It's like it's not one of those movies we're gonna add to that uh is uh, still good after all these years. And another thing that irked me was they at the end of the movie where they play his concert. Oh. Why the fuck would you play a live concert without the video? My thing is he had Rob Schneider in there and some other stuff going on. But we couldn't see that. So why would you put that in there? Like, if it's just a song or whatever, sure. But you played the live action, live, yeah, live, not live action, live. Yeah, live, yeah, concert version. Yeah, live concert version without the video. So it was like, you're, you're, having these, you're having these conversations and comments for the people to see, but we can't see that. So they should have just played the song. 
Oh, I there are so many missteps in this. And I'm I'm just gonna apologize for even having us watch this shit because like I saw this movie like maybe 15 years ago, and I didn't remember if I liked it or not. But I was like Hanukkah, yeah, and I did this to us, and I'm sorry. I I just want to apologize to you two, and I want to apologize formally to the holiday of Hanukkah. I am sorry. I got it. Rachel, what did you think about the song that he did at the end? Um, I think that's like one of the most famous Hanukkah songs ever to everyone, which is kind of sad. Yeah, I was going to say that shit is sad. Mm-hmm. If that's I, all y'all got. I Okay, well, no. There's lots of things in the Jewish community. There's lots of songs about Hanukkah in the Jewish community. But... Was that shit hitting the charts, though? Is that topping the charts, Rachel? Nope, that's what I'm saying. Adam Sandler's song is like the most popular one, which is kind of ridiculous. Like we have so little Jewish content in the media anyway. And Hanukkah, okay, this is my other thing about Hanukkah. Hanukkah is probably the most widely known Jewish holiday, like to non-Jewish people. And it is not even in the top three most important holidays. It's not an important holiday. It gets lumped in with Christmas because it happens around Christmas time sometimes. And and it got commercialized. And that's the only reason everybody knows about it. Did it get commercialized though? Okay. We did not start giving gifts out for Hanukkah until like after the Holocaust, I think. It got lumped in with Christmas. Kids were feeling bad that they weren't getting any presents. They just added it on to Hanukkah and they commercialized it. Fun Jewish history lesson. I appreciate it because before this, I knew nothing. What do you think that this, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes of this movie is? 10. 15? No, wait, I'll take that back. Let me go higher since people like that song. Let me go with 40. Oh, that was stupid, Matt. 12. Uh, I was I should have stuck with my first one. You should have. You should have. All right. Here is our trivia question of the week, gang. Which famous twin siblings have a small voice cameo in this movie? A Tia. A Tia and Tamara. B Zach and Cody. Or C the Olsen twins. B. She's very confident. I'm going to switch mine to hers. Okay. Uh, so, yes, the answer is B, the Sprouse twins. Uh, they are the voices of the toy soldiers at KB Toy Store when the mall comes alive. Rachel, how did you know that? I think I looked up some of the voices because I recognize them. But also, Adam Sandler tends to work with the same people, and I feel like he worked with them on something else. Oh, were they uh, Big Daddy? The little boy. I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, were... yeah, they, yeah, they were. He was a little boy and Big Daddy. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, all right. Let's do a trivia dump and then we're almost out of here. So the uh the director, <laughs> the director said all the product placement that they use was used without permission. And was so Foot Locker to have no problem with it. I mean, it's free promotion. It's not like right. they shat on those products. Oh, okay. I was going to say, though, did anyone get sued? Because what if they hated the movie and the movie's message and was like, this doesn't align with our company's like 
values. They didn't say anything negative about those companies. So I don't think they had an issue. But when that song came up where he was singing about all the the places in the mall, I was like, this is almost a clever way of doing product placement. But then they didn't even get paid for it. So that was just a waste of everybody's time, I think. Um, Davy's parents are voiced by Adam Sandler's actual parents, Stan Sandler and Judith Sandler. This is Stan's only film appearance. He died in 2003, and his memory was dedicated in another Adam Sandler film, 50 First Dates. This is the third animated movie to receive a Razzie nomination. And some years after its release, the director revealed that he wanted certain scenes cut from the film, but they tested well with audiences and were not cut as a result. Specifically noting a scene involving deer and feces, he also noted that test audiences hated the voice of Whitey, but they did not wish for the voice to change. I can see that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, Rachel, do you have anything to plug this week? Not really. You, you don't know what's your social media is. You don't want air people to follow you. I don't really know. I don't really do. Oh, you don't want the listeners to slide in them DMs? I don't have Instagram. I don't have Twitter. I don't have anything you can follow me on. I'm just on Facebook. I like how you said that with a question mark. I don't know what I'm on. I mean, I, I don't know if I would, you know, accept random friend requests from people because they watch the podcast. But I guess if you have any more questions about Hanukkah, or Judaism or diabetes. Ask can... them at we used to talk pot at gmail.com. There you go. And we'll forward that and information. They'll, they'll forward it to me. Right. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for you know agreeing to come on, Rachel. Um, you've given us a lot of content. It's been a while since I was not able to wrangle an episode. And um, the listeners won't actually have to hear this, but we are over two hours in this record. So I have a lot to cut. So we've got we've gotten a lot of content out of you. And we I, I just want to say thank you. I honestly don't know if I'll invite you back if this is the kind of behavior you're going to show here with all this fucking content. But it was a fun conversation thank you for agreeing to be here this week i don't know if that's a compliment or an insult but you're welcome it's both yeah. just so we're clear it's both and i second that um thank you for being on we appreciate it i like our banter back and forth i like how you wasn't scared a lot of people are too timid and kind of shy on this Yes. I, yeah, I, I second that, Matt. Uh, I appreciate you really push, pushing forward and pushing back with us. Cause a lot of people, a lot of previous guests will just let us kind of take over the conversation and, you know, you stood your ground and that is something that we asked for in a guest. Um, so Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com, like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at we used to talk pod. 
Come back next week when we discuss Netflix's Night Teeth. And before we head out, I just want to say rest in peace to Steve and Laura's dog, Rampage. He passed away of old age. He was a great dog, and I'd be remiss without saying that before we head out. And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if this was a bad episode, but whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.